The previous time Yeshua just spoke to the leadership of the Jewish people. This time he brings the entire Klal Yisrael. That was where the Mishkan was. That was also the central meeting place that we saw where Klal Yisrael gathered. Vayikra Rezikna Yisrael. He calls again Rezikna Yisrael or the Roshav or the Shoftav or the Shoftav. Vayisyatsu Lifnei Rekim. Lifnei Rekim in front of the Mishkan. So what's Yeshua's message now to the entire Jewish people? This is the message from Hashem. Across the river that's in, not talking about the Yadir River, it's talking about the river Press. This was where Avram Avinu originally lived in Orkastim. Originally, Avram's family were idol worshippers. The Rambam learns from this pasuk, that even Avram began uh, by worshiping over Rizara until he understood on his own to give it up. Hashem says, I took your ancestor Avram from across the river. I walked him through the whole land of Eretz Yisrael. I increased his children and I gave him Yitzchak. So what was the significance of the fact that Avram Avinu walked, was walked through the whole land of Israel? So we see that uh, the journey of Avram through Israel is the principle of the Holy Tribulations of Maestro Avisim and Nabonim. And therefore, the journey of Avram through Israel was uh, indicative of the place we later on Klai Yisrael would conquer. More than that, it says in each location, Hashem revealed to Avram what was going to happen there, and therefore he could have in advance uh, for the Hatzlacha of his descendants in the future. The second part of the Pasuk, I increased his children, I gave him Yitzchak. Where was the increase of his children? So the Mephoshim is talking about the other children Avram Avinu had, whether it was the Yishmael or the Nektura. And then, even though it's now praise for Kai Yisrael, that there were these other nations which were also B'nai Avram, but the understanding of the Pasuk is that it's a balance. That Hashem did a nice by bringing, in a, by bringing Avram to Israel. Now after Avram, there was two tracks. There was his other descendants and there was Yitzchak. And then Hashem chose Yitzchak. The Etzel of Yitzchak is Yaakov is Esau. And here again, Yitzchak was chosen by Hashem. And uh, he was given two children again, Yaakov and Esau. And once again, there was a division. So here again, we see that it wasn't taken for granted that just because Hashem chose Avram, so we would be chosen. Avram had different descendants. It was an extra act that Hashem chose Yitzchak. And then again, Yitzchak had two descendants. And it was again an extra, so to speak, decision by Hashem to choose Yaakov. The way that it's brought in the Pasuk, Hashem gave Ace of Harseir to inherit and Yaakov one of Yardim Mitzrayim was because Eretz Israel was promised to the nation regarding to Mitzrayim. Right, that was linked to the Brisbane of Absalom, Hashem told Abraham that, that you will get this land, but you should not get Yer Zarach of Eretz Lailahem. And therefore, it was Dafka Israel 
the branch of Yaakov, so to speak, which went down to Mitzrayim, which was entitled to Eretz Yisrael. Whereas Esav, who was given Harisar, Dareshah's Esav, he wasn't a care of Eretz Lerahem. It was given to him, it was his. If that's the case, he relinquished his right to Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, the fact that Yaakov Rabban of Yard and Mitzrayim is part of the Chesed that entitled them to get Eretz Yisrael. Another point, Chazal pointed out, that if, the, if that was the original Gzera, that Yaakov should go into Mitzrayim, really Yaakov should have been dragged down to Mitzrayim. On the words of Chazal, Yaakov should have been taken down in chains. Bishal Shalai Shalbarza. Ella what? Hashem did a chesed of Yaakov that he chose to go there on his own, and he was greeted like a king. When Yaakov came down to Mitzrayim, on the contrary, either Pari or Great audience, the, the, the Nile River rose for him, he was given the luxuries of, of Eretz Koshen, he was treated, in other words, even though Be'etzin, it wasn't the Xerus the, necessarily, that was the way a slave goes to Golos, but the matter of Yaakov is, is he went down to Mitzrayim in royal fashion, even though that was really the beginning of the exile. Okay, so that in the of Mitzrayim. Now, Ba'eshach is Moshe as Aaron. I sent Moshe and Aaron, Ba'egof as Mitzrayim, I punished the Mitzrayim. Kasher Sisi the Kirboy. What did in Mitzrayim itself? And Klaishal were witness to this part already. The Achar, Mitzrayim, Yishchem. And after that, I took you out. And the Oitzis of Yishchem in Mitzrayim, after I took you out of Mitzrayim, but the Vaho Hayom, you came to the sea. A year before Mitzrayim, Achar, Yishchem, Berechem, Farashim, Yamsuf. The Mitzrayim chased after your ancestors, your fathers, with their horse and chariots, Yamsuf. Vayitzakum el Hashem. And they daven to Hashem. They cry out to Hashem. Vayasim ma'apil. Vayneichem uvei Mitzrayim. And he made a ma'apil. It's like a barrier. A barrier of darkness. Between the Jews and the Mitzrayim. Vayavoy. Vayavoy olav esayom he brought the sea out of the Egyptians and he covered them. But you're not in Eichem. As you shall see, you're in Mitzrayim. But you should be mid by Yamim Rabbi. Now, as a question, this pasuk, it doesn't fit in the sequence of all other psukim. Until now, Hashem is always talking in the first person. I took Abraham, I brought him to Israel. I gave him Yitzchak. I gave Yitzchak Yaakov. I took Yaakov. I gave Yaakov Eizim Haritzayim. I sent Moshe and Aaron. I took him to Mitzrayim. I brought him to Yamsuf. Hashem is talking in the first person. And now suddenly in the middle of the Pasuk it changes to the third person. In the Pasuk Zayin, Vayitzaku el Hashem, they called out to Hashem, Vayosim, and he, now it's talking about Hashem in the third person, he made a, a darkness between the Mitzvah and the Jews, and he brought the Yam, and he covered them, and now it goes back, and now it goes back to the first person. Your eyes saw what I did in Mitzrayim, and the Pasuk carries on in the first person. The obvious Chamal Eretz HaMari, Yeshev Evayad, and Hashem is going back to talking about the first person. And I brought you to the land of the Emorim, which is on the other side of the Yarden. By Yerachim with him, they fought you. By Eten, I sent Yedchem. I sent again to myself to the first person, gave him to your hands. With a sechel and og. By Tishas Arzav, by Shmida Vipnechem. So the question is, why in the middle does it suddenly revert to Hakadosh Baruch in the third person? If it's Hashem speaking, and He's describing what He did for the Jewish people, so it should all be in the first person. What changed? That's our first question. Let's do a little bit more. We'll transfer both things together. Now the next point to bring is Vayakum Barak ben Sipar Melech Moab Vayilachim Yisrael. Barak got up and he wanted to fight with Klai Yisrael. This doesn't mean he, went to, he wanted to fight with the war. He never fought Klai Yisrael in battle. 
But he fought Taisha about bringing Bilam. He brought Bilam to Kaisir. Hashem said, I didn't want to listen to Bilam. And therefore he blessed you and I saved you from his hands. The fact that Hashem didn't want to listen to Bilam means that Bilam had the ability to curse, like the Gemara says. But Baruch did things in such a way that he wouldn't listen to Bilam. Uh, the Gemara says in one place, Hashem put a chako, like a pit, like in Bilam's mouth. So he could open and close it, so to speak, when he wanted to. And if a bit would only be allowed to say what Hashem wanted him to say. Okay, so that's, uh, that's the description of Kaddish Baruch Hu, so to speak, uh, navigating the, the journey of the Jewish people, leading them from the original stage when he brought Abraham of Yenot Israel until the stage now when he's going to bring the entire Jewish people to Israel. And that's the next passage. V'atavr se'yaden, you crossed the air, you came to Yericho, and the people of Yericho fought against you. By Mary, by Prizi, Aknani, Achiti, Akigoshi, Achivi, by Yivos, these all the nations of Eretz Yisrael. This is also a surprising pasuk, because we don't find the people of Yericho fought with them. On the contrary, the people of Yericho barricaded themselves in Yericho, and miraculously, Hashem brought the walls down, and then Kaisal attacked them. It wasn't like they were, they were trying to defend themselves. So the first time I asked the question, well, where, where do we find that the people of Yericho fought them? And uh, there's two answers given. The one is that the continuation is not talking about Yericho. It's talking about the entire conquest of Israel. So you came to Yericho, and then afterwards, which as well as the Mori Prizikna Yichiti, all the other nations which also fought them in, the, in subsequent battles except where the Yerichai fight with them. So the Radaki explains that Yerichai had planned to fight. Yerichai prepared for war. It didn't materialize because Hashem did a nice that precisely forestalled that. But uh, the idea that the Yerichai wanted to fight was uh, significant because as we saw, the Goyim and Yisrael had three options. They had the option to surrender and run away, which as we find that Grigashi did. And the option to remain in fact. And, uh, and Yericho, by being the first ones in line and choosing to fight, right, really set a precedent for the other kings of Israel. That right? they also fought. And therefore, Yuna didn't actually get to the fact that they were attacked by Yericho, but Yericho, so to speak, made the faithful choice that we're not going to run, we're going to stay in fact. Uh, they lost, but that set already a precedent for the other nations in Canaan to also remain in fact and not to surrender and run away from Israel. Whoever they fought, Hashem gave them into our hands. Hashem said the Tzira is supposed to be the Torah. The Tzira is a kind of a hornet. And it's supposed to be in Pashas Eikev. Moshe promised us during the Torah that Hashem will send the Tzira in front of us to battle. And use whatever venom it had to blind the enemy. And therefore, the Tzira drove them away in front of you. Not with your swords and not with your, your bows. In other words, it wasn't Kaleshul's military prowess. On the contrary, it was a Kaleshul Baruch fighting for them. And uh, the way he did it was by using these Tzira, this kind of insect, which uh, attacked, so to speak, the government on their behalf. The question is, which war did the Tzira get involved in? We saw the, all the battles, and we didn't see the Tzira being involved at all. 
And especially here in the Pasuk, where it says about the Tzirah, is that it's mashma song of the Shnei Malchim Emori. The two Malchim are Sechon and Og. Right? Now, the, therefore the simple shot in the Pasuk is that the Tzirah weren't involved in the conquest of Ivra Yardin. The Tzirah were involved, I mean, in the Tzirah were involved in the conquest of Ivra Yardin. That's when they were needed, and that's when they fought. They helped the Jewish people. The problem with that is, is that Moshe promised them in the Torah that Hashem would send the Tzirah to fight for them. And that was already after the battle of Sechon Sikhan Lag, the battle against Sikhan Lag was the end of Parashat Chukas. And then later on, in Moshe's final summation, in Sefer Dvarim, that's when he says, Hashem will send the Tzirah, we're talking later on. So it could be the Tzirah had helped fight the battle against Sikhan Lag, but Lamaisa that it wasn't the end of the Tafkid, they, they fought later as well. The Gemara says in Saita, it's an interesting thing, he says the Tzirah never crossed the Yardin River. They remained there every Yardin. So how did they fight from there? So the different um, explanations exactly what the Tzirah did. If they attacked all the Canaanim uh, trying to escape, because uh, like in any battle, they always survivors to try to run away from the battlefield. So the Tzirah's job was to attack the survivors. Or the Tzirah, so to speak, like, so to speak, like acted as a defense on the east bank. So Klayashalt only didn't have to protect that flank because the Tzirah would be waiting by the Yardin River to uh, shoot their venom, whatever it would be, and anybody who was trying to attack from that side. Either way around, the the, the tira, as it says in the Pasuk here, were involved in fighting the Goyim, even though the Gemara says they didn't cross the Yardin, and in the Sukkim Yeshua, until now they aren't, they aren't even mentioned. The Eretz Yishalayga... that it's out of order, that spoke about Yericho already, and now we're going back to speak about Malchia Because the tira didn't just kill Malchia Mary. Like we said, if, if the Tzirah had just been involved in the battle of Tzichel and Og, then yes, it would be out of order because uh, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have been practical now if we're talking about the conquest of Eretz But the Tzirah, which had helped in fighting Tzichel and Og, also helped in the conquest of Eretz Yisrael. Right. The Ezra Nechem Eretz Yisraeli Gatsabai, I gave you land you didn't have to work for, in other words, Israel was already told, the crops were already planted, Ba'arim Ashalai Benisim, cities which you didn't build, they already laid out for them. You just have to come in and live in them. Come with Zaysim and Shalom Natatim, same thing, vineyards, orchards, which are already planted for you, and at Tamaychim, you can come and eat. And therefore, this is again, just to bring to the conclusion, the full picture of the Chesed of Hashem. That it was uh, from originally taking Abram, and until he eventually fulfilled the promise to Abram, and brought his children to Eretz Israel, which was in the zenith of its success. When everything was ready for Kaisal, they needed to expend their efforts, so to speak, to move into Israel. That was the Shlemus of the Chesed. Now, like we said, so Hashem is speaking through the Navi Yeshua and describing all the Chesed he did to Kaisal. The point, the point of this message is the next Pasuk, and therefore Yeshua tells Kaisal, Vatah, Yeruah Hashem, and therefore fear Hashem, if the Oseh, the Tamim of Emes. Serve him wholeheartedly. Take away the way desire which originally Kaishal, I mean, the answer of Kaishal had served Evernardin, or the, the direction of Mitzrayim and serve Hashem, because, as, so to speak, having seen all the chesed Hashem did for you, so it doesn't, there's nothing that a person will gain. So to speak, by serving anything else in the country, we see that Kaddish Baruch Hu is after Kaddish Baruch. So going back to the question you asked before, 
the whole drasha, except for these two psukim, is Hashem is speaking. The one pasuk here where now Yeshua is taking over the, the speech, and he says he's talking to Kadosh, and therefore he says, "Fear Hashem and serve Him." So he's talking about Hashem again in the third person. And the pasuk before that they dive into Hashem, and Hashem made a barrier between them and the Mitzrayim. Now we said, as opposed to everything else in the story, over there it doesn't say in the first person; it says in the third person. The reason for that, the reason for that is everything else, Hashem talks about what He did without involving anything that Israel had to do. So HaKadosh Baruch was speaking and He did things, so to speak, on His own. He was the catalyst. He, he brought Abraham to Israel, He gave him Yitzchak. He took Yitzchak, He gave him Yitzchak, Yitzchak. He took Yaakov, He brought him down to Mitzrayim. He sent the Moshe and Aram. This is all things HaKadosh Baruch orchestrated, engineered the events, and nothing, Israel benefited from it, but they weren't necessarily involved in it. The exception to that is, the Pasuk, when it talks about that Hashem set up that Kaisrael left Mitzrayim, and the Mitzrayim ran after them, and now Vayitzakwa and Hashem. Now they dive into Hashem, and therefore the Mashmoah says that the continuation of the Pasuk is a response to what Kaisrael davened. That's because Kaisrael davened, that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, protected them by this barrier between them and the Mitzrayim, and brought the Sierra them, and then the, which was which was the response to their Tvila. And then afterwards, again, it goes back to Hashem saying in the first person what he did without Thayyishra's involvement, without Thayyishra asking for it, the uh, Nafkimina, that uh, there's a difference between the Ikka point of the story, which is what Akadish Baruch did on behalf of Thayyishra. That's Hashem is talking in the first person, and that's what he is detailing. All the chassamim of Yisrael. The the the, the pasuk there is in response to Tefillah, Hashem responded and saved them. They davened by Yamsuf they davened, and in response to that, Hakadosh Baruch saved them. That's that's so that now it goes to the third person because it's not Hakadosh Baruch saying what he led, what he uh, began, so to speak, initiated on his own. It's it's also a chesed, but it was a chesed in response to a Tefillah, and that's why it goes back to the third person. This is something we see. Uh, in a much deeper sense. Um, when Moshe first comes to the burning bush and Hashem addresses him, and Moshe says to Hashem, when Kaisal asks Mashmoy, what's your name? What should I say to him? And Hashem says to Moshe, you should tell them my name is Akiya Shakiya. Which is the only time in Tanakh we find this name mentioned. What is the significance of it? That's not the name we normally call Hashem. So, there are a number of explanations given. The Rishbam on the Torah has an explanation, but he says he, don't, he doesn't want to make it too easily understood. So, the Rishbam on the Torah says, I'm going to write the Pshat in Atfash, which means I'm going to transpose the letters out of the Tafsh into base. If you look at the Rishbam on the Torah, it's, it's a list of unreadable words, which basically you have to sit down with a pen and paper and transpose letters back, back again to make sense of what he said. Why he did it, I don't know. But, I mean, once he's told you how he did it, anybody could, it's not like it's a secret. He told you, I'm writing it in Ashba. He gave you the key. So it's not hard to do, it just takes time. But uh, anyway, the, the, what the Rishbam, uh, if you actually sit down and work it out, or some of the new Chumashim have done the work for you and translated it back already, right? Basically, what the Rishbam says is like this. He says, there's a difference between when we're addressing Hashem or Hashem's addressing Himself. And it's the difference that always in Hashem HaKadosh is when you talk about somebody in the third person, you say he, then it takes the prefix yod. Hu, yase, 
who yakum, who yelech, who whatever it's going to be. Right? It always takes the yod. Whereas if a person's talking the first person about themselves, yes. it always takes the prefix of the ala. Akum, elech, ese, whatever it's going to be. Says Rashban. Therefore, when we address Hashem, we call him Yudke Vavke. Hashem. Because he's talking about him. Whereas when Hashem is talking about himself, he changes it to the Aleph. So instead of having Havaya, Yudke Vavke, it's Akya. Which means Hashem says, I am. As opposed to, he is. So that, that's why Hashem doesn't normally refer to himself uh, in the Tanakh. And therefore, when he does, he calls himself Akya. As opposed to, um, when we refer to Hashem, we refer to the third person. Why is the Kabbalah when you get an Akkad says it has a Yod, so it has a Yod, and you have Kabbalah? You ask me, Kasha, the answer to that is the realm of Kabbalah. There's a, mm-hmm. In the realm of Kabbalah, there's an Akkad or the Vav Aleph, Kay, Vav, Kay. There's two different functions. One is Aleph, Kay, Yod, Kay, one is Kay, Vav, Kay. There's the two ways Hashem can refer to himself. Now, the Master, the, the Rashbam's answer still leaves Makkum for questions because there are other times Hashem refers to himself and he calls himself Hashem. For example, the Pasuk in Micha, Ani Hashem, Nisi, Vatem Bnei Yaakov, Vakilisem. Ani Hashem, Lekeichem. Ani Hashem, Lekeichem, Shetzisichom, Eres Mitzrayim. Or Ani Hashem, Lekeichem, Shetzisichom, Eres Mitzrayim. All these times Hashem is referring to himself and he refers to himself as Yod Kevav. He doesn't refer to himself again as Akiya. So, what is different over here? Elawat, the answer is like this. And that is, when Hashem is referring to himself at the beginning, he's talking before he's related to Kal Yisrael. So then he talks about himself, the way he talks about himself. Whereas after interacting with Kal Yisrael, so he talks about himself as the way Kal Yisrael relates to him. Now it sounds a bit complicated, but let me give a simple example. Most parents, when they talk to their children, they talk about themselves in the way the children talk about them. That's because either you're going to say I, or if you're going to address yourself, you're going to talk yourself in the reference of your children. So you call yourself Abu or Tati, whatever it's going to be. You're, you refer to yourself like that when you talk to your children. Right? Because that's the way they understand you. That, that's the way they see you. So that's, you're just working backwards. They see you as the Abu or the Tati, and therefore when I talk about myself, I talk in the, the, their terms of reference, which is what's happening here also. When we talk about Hashem, we talk about Havaya, the one who is. And therefore, when Hashem talks about Himself to us, he talks about it in the frame of reference of how we relate to him. He's going to say, whatever it's going to be. Right? Whereas when Hashem is talking to Moshe, he's not talking in the reference of Kla Yisrael. He's, asking, he's saying, Mitzah himself. And if that's the case, he says, Akiya. And now he's talking about himself. Now, that same concept, okay, let's talk about Shem Hashem, but the same idea we see over here. When Hashem is talking about what he's doing by himself, not involving Kla Yisrael. I brought Abram, I brought her to Israel, I prepared Moshe Aaron, I, I, I orchestrated everything. So Hashem talks in the first person. He's, it's not in reaction to how Kla Yisrael, like, he's responding to what Kla Yisrael asked for. This is like a Baruch's plan, and he's, like, he's, he's carrying it out. When it came to Kla Yisrael davening, and then Hashem responds to Twitter, so now the, the Lashen is in the way that we see Hashem respond, which is in the third person. And he responded to us. And therefore, when it talks about the Pasuk of he davened to Hashem and he responded. Now it slips to the way that we see Hashem responding, which means it goes to the third person. That's the difference. That's why in the middle of the Nebuah changes from one to the other one. Okay, so that's the, 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 the message of Yeshua. He hears Hashem and, and, and detaches us from our desire. And now we're going to finish with a very surprising possible which we'll explain next time by Hashem. 
And he says to them, what he wants them to do, obviously, fear Hashem, obey Him, be, be loyal to Him. But then there's another point. And if it's bad for you to serve Hashem, then then you can choose somebody else. Who you're going to serve. Do you want to go back to the pagan idols of Terach, the ancestors of, of, of Rome in back in the costume? Or do you want to choose the gods of the Amori that's in Israel? Me and my family will remain loyal to Hashem. What you should doing? After telling them how much Hashem did for them, and uh, explain to them why they should be loyal to Hashem. So I said, if you don't want to, go to somebody else. Well, what's the point of that? It's also not true. They had a principle of Hashem. Right. They could. See next time how this ends, this beautiful speech that Hashem gives us of what Hashem did for them. Not to end on it. And therefore, if you want to choose somebody else, go to somebody else. What does that mean? So that's what we'll talk about the next time.